Welcome to this episode of the CC World Podcast. This episode is titled Santa Inc., the amazing business model of a reindeer pilot. I'm your host, Gérard Metraillet, and I'm a C-level leader in a high-tech software company. This podcast is normally the place where I share new ideas, different perspectives, as well as learnings I've made over the years related to strategy, products, marketing, and more. For today, I'm going to lean heavily into the more and, to refer back to the previous episode, into the opinion territory. One of the greatest tools available to understand products, businesses, and other opportunities is known as the business model canvas. A while back, I played around an applied version of the BMC to a holiday season-centric subject. So let's get into it. When the success of your organization depends on global delivery within a window of just 24 hours, it's imperative for your logistics and delivery system to be flawless. Add to that a strict focus on delighting the customers using processes that rely heavily on outsourcing, and you can see just what a challenge it would be. Wait a minute. There's also the whole deliver significant shareholder value and growth year after year thing. Daunting. Yes, but not for Santa Inc. How does the company do it? One great tool to answer this question is the business model canvas. So let's break things into pieces. First, let's look at the customers. The total addressable market is over one quarter of the world population. In the USA alone, it's 18.46%, or around 61 million children under the age of 14, according to the CIA World Factbook. Of course, the market is segmented in many different ways, and each results in a different persona. One logical segmentation is a separation between those who were naughty and those who were nice. But to ensure the delivery in a both accurate and prompt manner, this addressable market is segmented by Santa Inc. in many other ways, including by gender, by age, and by interest. Another critical segmentation to ensure the timely delivery of millions of packages around the world, those who open presents on Christmas Eve versus those who wait until Christmas morning. In the good old days, customers would simply write a letter listing their according to them, needs, and give it to their parents to be mailed to Santa Inc.'s North Pole head office. While the quantity of mail was huge, it was a fairly straightforward process of sorting and filing orders. Now, however, in the digital age complete with email, contacts forms, and a full spectrum of social media, things are much different. When you have to handle hundreds of millions of orders, normally coming in all at about the same time, the scalability of the infrastructure and the ability to ramp up the customer service team very quickly needs to be truly remarkable. And they are. Santa Zing's secret sauce? They've outsourced everything and relies heavily on one of the largest, if not the largest, peer-to-peer -peer network of adults on the planet. Parents. These volunteers are true product managers who help coordinate everything from collecting the information and prioritizing the orders 
to making sure the top items can be processed and delivered on time and within budget. Yes, I did say volunteers. That's the beauty, or one of the many beauties, of the whole business model. Even with the well-looked-after elves on the factory floor, the total full-time headcount of Santa Inc. is virtually zero related to the task at hand. And it gets better. Rumor has it that Santa Inc. is looking to leverage that unpaid workforce beyond the month of December. Although it can't be confirmed at this stage, it is believed that Santa Inc. plans to use this workforce in the off-season to handle everything from chocolates and flowers to pumpkins and even plane tickets. With an average ratio approaching two product managers per three customers in Canada, according to the official statistics, for example, you know these PMs know their target audience extraordinarily well. It seems somewhat counterintuitive to define personas of just one and to overstaff your product management function to such a degree. So we reached out and asked a representative of Santa Inc. for comments. We had a chance to talk to Ms. Klaus, the company chief customer officer, who got right to the point. We have millions of people willing to do this for free. We can hardly turn them away. We figure that they're all volunteers, so why limit ourselves? Hey, fair enough. But the company's excellence in order processing is just the beginning. Like all successful enterprises, to make sure its customers keep Santa Inc. top of mind, the company relies heavily on its marketing department. Here's what Miss Klaus had to say. A long time ago, we learned that discounting and mass emails are just not sustainable strategies. Instead, we focus on brand value. Building significant equity into its highly recognizable icon is a strategy that has paid off. After years of hard work and a relentless focus on the brand image, including through strategic partnerships with major players such as the Coca-Cola company, the image of jolly old Santa with a fluffy beard, a rentless smile and a red and white jumpsuit is the face of the brand almost worldwide. Yes, in places like Russia, it's Father Frost. Despite a wide open policy of providing non-exclusive licenses to use its image, it has been able to develop a very strong self-policing culture with its customer base. Clearly, this strong culture is a result of Santa Zing's CEO leading by example, always being open, happy, loving and caring. He's an authentic leader who deeply cares about customer delight. While COVID-19 has temporarily put a pause on it, one particularly smart bit of marketing was developed to keep the sales funnel full. Depending heavily on outsourcing again, in-store events showcase the brand to millions of customers who are new to the experience. Granted, not all of them are crazy about the idea of sitting on a large, bearded man's lap, but slowly sensitizing them to the brand is part of the strategy. And as an aside, the company has even convinced its in-store representative to pay for their own costume. Think of this at an average cost of $950 each. That's an impressive cost saving. These new customers largely replace those who no longer buy into Santa Zinc's unique value proposition a group that we can represent by the persona called Teenager. While Santa Zings has historically relied on a significant, if also unpaid, employee workforce to prepare all the gifts in its factories, oops, sorry, in its workshops, 
The company has been a pioneer of the sharing economy when it comes to purchasing and wrapping the toys destined for worldwide delivery. These freelance contractors, colloquially known as friends and family, cheerily carry out all of the floor-level work of packaging delivery. This is done at no cost to the company. This impressive cost savings are achieved by having the end users pay the freelancers directly using the global currency of smiles, kisses, and hugs. But what about the logistics nightmare of getting all the orders delivered worldwide, and remember, within a 24-hour window? Although it seems that uh, they're improving every quarter, it's unlikely that even FedEx and UPS combined would be able to achieve such an amazing feat. It starts with the chief reindeer pilot who, coincidentally, is also the business owner. Long before he is scheduled to fly his multi-reindeer aircraft at speed that would scare NATO, he updates his instrument and night flying ratings, making sure he is perfectly fluent in the latest flying technologies. His sleigh and fleet of powerful reindeers, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid and Donner, went through a rigorous annual inspection in early December, to guard against mechanical problems with the aircraft or the engines. Lead reindeer, Rudolf, faces tough advanced testing and preventive maintenance procedures as well, especially in light of the recent tabloid articles about an intermittent red nose. Logistics teams also work diligently with aviation organizations around the world to ensure all the paperwork is done. You can check the Jeppesen charts, as well as the proper flight plans are in place, such as the one that NAV Canada usually holds on file. NORAD is also kept in the loop to keep the airspace free of other traffics during the flight. Everything is scheduled to the microseconds and has been coordinated with an army of volunteers to make sure that the delivery happens as efficiently as possible, ideally without the actual customer ever seeing the pilot. It's this extreme commitment to details at every step of the process that has helped Santa Inc. become the successful enterprise and global leader it is today. And it's the same commitment to details that will almost assuredly keep it that way for years after years. Santa Inc. brings joys and happiness to millions of children around the world who are clearly delighted by the customer experience. Five-star ratings and highly positive reviews start to rack up long before he even lands back at the North Pole factory, sorry, at the North Pole workshop. Despite that, based on historical metrics, there is still an annual unhappiness rating of an average of around 8.42%. This is mostly for deliveries where substitutions had to be made because of either product shortages or funding issues. Although they have worked to address this issue, mostly through the modern gift exchange program that are actually handled by the same volunteers called parents, Santa Inc. has determined that this is an acceptable side effect of outsourcing most, if not all, of the work. Despite these minor glitches, nobody, and I truly mean nobody, has ever come close to toppling this gift industry giant. Santa Inc. has, as they say, completely dominated its space in the industry. Rumor has it that Santa Inc. is now focused on Valentine's Day as part of its business expansion strategy. Is there a friendly takeover in the works? Well, stay tuned. And in the meantime, happy holidays. 
that's all for this episode. The content of this podcast was initially published as a blog post, and it includes an actual business model canvas for Santa Inc. Feel free to check it out at ccworld.ca forward slash three blog. A huge thanks to my wife for her participation in this podcast. Sadly, the real Miss Klaus is rather shy, and her PR team also wanted me to believe that she wouldn't have time for an interview so close to Christmas. As always, I'd love to hear from you. Please leave a review in your favorite podcast listening app and head on over to ccworld.ca to send me a message with feedback, questions, and topics that you might want to get covered in an upcoming episode. Alternatively, you can reach me per email at podcast at ccworld.ca. That website, ccworld.ca, is also the place where you can subscribe and share this podcast. Thanks so much for listening.